Welcome, everybody. Starting another day, another show. Hopefully, you're having a great, outstanding Tuesday. It's Tuesday already. This week's going to fly by like last week. Before I know it, it'll be over. Crazy how that happens. Looks like we got a few people already joining us. Got a good show for you today. Got a couple of uh, things I want to that I'll I'll hit here in a moment. Uh, one thing I want to say is uh, I I am I'm still trying to get my battle rhythm all figured out. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to put this all together and and make it all work. <laughs> Especially having to do a day job right after right after this show. So on that, uh, just remind everybody right after this show is over. Within like the first hour, unless something goes wrong, I uh, turn this into a podcast and you can find that at your favorite podcast player like iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Google Play, all those things under Break the Cycle with DSD. I've seen a big uptick there, so see, I people are finding it. I don't know if you guys are just going overseeing it or maybe they're finding it through that. Uh, if you want to participate, the Phone numbers are, let me pull these things up so I can see it, uh, 1-424-373-5483 or 1-424-DSD-LIVE. You can also get into the show via a web interface. So for the people who are outside of the United States and don't want to make an international call, you can surf your web browser or point your web browser right over to https colon slash slash callinstudio.com slash show slash DSD-LIVE. And I'm, you might have had to put a www in front of that. I have to remember. But the links are all in the description and show notes, so you can check it out there. Speaking of show notes, I tried to be a genius and tried to do something on my uh, website to make things work better. <laughs> and I completely crashed the podcast segment of my website. Uh, I'll try to spend some time. Try to spend some time today trying to fix that, but uh, I've effectively clobbered every podcast that was on my website, and the whole thing is just uh, is just crashed. But uh, you can still, like I said, you can still find it at uh, at uh, the different podcast players. And worst case scenario, I will just somehow make it go directly to the server I'm using or the the these the provider that I use to host the the podcast. I'll try to get that fixed. I, I'm not as much of a computer guy as I as I used to be back in the day. <sighs> Hopefully you guys have your coffee. Hopefully you're starting your day good. I'm just now getting into this whole my my whole cup of coffee. So I'm running a little slow. A little low on energy. I see there's a few questions coming in. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I will take a look at those. I see Mr. Man. Uh, Mr. Man says, Dwayne, how long did it take you uh, take for your divorce to get finalized? Let's see. I filed in August of whatever year it was. We had our first hearing in November because they filed the wrong thing in October. So the court rejected it. And technically, I was divorced by June. So to be perfectly honest, that was very fast. Uh, in these situations. And, and, and my thing, what had happened is, I think, I think uh, the ex figured she was going to win and wanted to leave the state. And she was ready for it to be over so she could pick up and move. So everything was in a fast track. Everything was in a fast track until that plan stopped. And then everything came to a grinding halt. They used uh, the change in custody and said, well, we won't agree to, in, you know, they, they agreed to change custody. So initially I had like what the, it started out as like 80-20, then it went to 70-30 during that November hearing. And then we had a custody evaluation, and, and when that came back and basically said there's no reason why it shouldn't be 50-50, uh, and in the course of that there was games going on where it's like, I'm leaving. <clears throat> and uh, when I think it became apparent that if you leave, you can leave, Little Miss, you can pack up and go, but uh, you won't be taking the kids with you. And amazingly enough, actually, it's kind of funny because initially it was like, well, I've decided that I'm not leaving the state. And uh, 
And that was funny. It wasn't funny. I mean, it's funny now, but I remember just getting a text, you know, and I, and I think I saved it. So I probably have it somewhere. And it's like, you know, I've decided I'm not leaving or I'm not going to beep, you know. And, uh, and then it was, but moving someplace else, I'm in California for people who don't know, moving to a different city within the state of California. But uh, come to find out if you move too far, it still requires a change uh, or a, a custody placement type thing. And, uh, uh, when it basically that basically my opinion, right? Okay. So nothing was actually said, but my opinion is, is it really looked like if there, if a decision had to be made, it was probably going to be that I was going to take, I was going to get the, uh, full custody of the kids. So then shortly after that, then it's like, okay, I'm not moving there. So it's just, we're staying in the same town. And if that's the case, then, uh, it was, it was uh 50, 50. Okay. So when that came back and said that, they immediately agreed, we'll change custody today. You have to do, well, maybe tomorrow. So starting tomorrow, you know, we're implementing this new thing, you know, so I had to jump through hoops, come up with a bunch of money to, to, to get the kids in after school programs and get, uh, you know, um, people to watch them and stuff. I mean, it was a, it was a, and I was already financially destroyed at that point. I mean, I was, I was, you know, I think I used the last bit of the credit card I had to, to make that happen. And it was, uh, it was a, it was a stressful time. And I was like, Oh, good. Thank God. You know, let's just, we'll adjust child support. And, and I was thinking, I don't care. We could freaking push this thing off till, you know, I don't care. I mean, I, I wasn't that worried about being divorced. And, uh, but that was not the case. It was like, well, we're not going to change anything until everything else is finished. So that kind of sped everything up. And, and amazingly enough, um, divorce was final in June of whatever year that was. I can't even remember now. And, uh, uh, the annoying part, since you brought that up, Mr. Man, the annoying part is that I was looking forward to finding out like, like the, you know, it's like, okay, like, let's say right now. If they came up and they said, hey, your divorce is going to be final Friday. I'm like, all right, I can, I can have a celebration. I, can, I, can, I don't party, but you know, I, could, I could do something to celebrate that it's final. And, and I found out three days after it was done. My turn's like, hey, congratulations. Your divorce was final three days ago. <laughs> really? Really? Thanks. Appreciate that. But uh, yeah, so that was a long way of, turn, of saying that it took, what is that, six, seven, like eight months? Uh, say June is sixth, uh, August. Oh, well, maybe like, yeah, eight or nine months. But anyway, so, uh, so in, in reality, it was pretty fast. The one thing I will say is enjoy whenever that part, when you get to the part that it's done, that's great. Enjoy it. Take a moment. I didn't even really get to take a moment. I mean, I think, I th- think the day I found out, I started getting harpooned at work for other things. It was just not a, it was weird. I got like about an hour and a half where I actually had to, where I was actually like, wow, you know, this is cool. My point is, is that just be prepared that once you think it's over and it's like, oh, thank God we have this court order. Everything will finally calm down. We kind of talked a little bit about this yesterday. Unfortunately, with people who are, there's a strong potential that they're disordered. Uh, what'll happen is, is they'll just find other unique ways, <laughs> God, to, uh, to try to rip the, route, the rug out from underneath you. The other thing I will add on that, because I think it's important, is that will tend to lead into a paranoia and PTSD to where every time you feel like, you know, you're starting to breathe, that somehow, somehow they come out from, from the corners, you know, whatever, and just whack you upside the head. I mean, I got to the point that I was, I was, I was having not panic. It's well, maybe panic attacks, but like uh, anxiety. Opening the garage door, you know, it's like somebody going to be there. Going to the mailbox. Oh my god, going to the mailbox. That was horrible. Phone ringing. You know, phone ringing. Uh, obviously, if seeing the car around town, all that kind of stuff. I do now. Now, hopefully. Hopefully I remember this correctly because I've been screwing up somehow and calling somebody, uh, placing their country in the wrong place. And, uh, and I missed. (laughs) So GA, I apologize. I don't know how in the world 
I got in my head that you were in Germany instead of the UK. I, I, I see uh, Debbie has said, hey, GA, I told Dwayne you are in UK and not Germany. She didn't tell me when she was supposed to, though. We got to put that out there. She said she was going to tell me and then waited two days. So I continued my, my colossal mistake. I heard you posted something like no Sprechensee Deutsch in the comments and I missed it. I apologize. I don't, I don't know how, you know, I mean, I, that's weird. I mean, I was like, I would have 100%, I was sure. I don't know how the hell I got that. Oh, I don't know. I apologize. That's, that's fun. It's just like, I'm like, when she said that the other day, I'm like, wait, what? No. I like looking through, I'm like, oh, crap. So, though I do think it's pretty cool that there's people from all over. Uh, it seems as though that this time slot, it may not work great for me, <laughs> and it may not work great for people who are like in California, or maybe Hawaii. I had somebody who's like, when's your show? I'm in Hawaii. And I'm like, um, that would be 3 a.m. And they're like, oh, Okay, I'll try to make it. <laughs> but I do remember when I used to do them later, there used to be people in the UK who would, who would be, you know, like one o'clock in the morning doing that. So, oh, geez, I'm making my eyes water just, just going through that. So, anyways, oh, oh my God. Uh, let me, uh, oh, I do, <laughs> I see there's a caller coming in. I'll grab that in a second. While I'm waiting for that to go through its process. Oh, let me, let me just say that. If you want to call into the show, you can do that at 1424-373-5483, 1424-DSD-LIVE, or through the web at uh, www.callinstudio.com slash show slash DSD-LIVE. You can uh, also get all that information in the description. And uh, all right, I am going to pull in Frank. It says... Uh, uh, I just received some papers from my ex yesterday. You know, we're back in court after 18 months, lies on top of lies on top of lies. And my lawyer doesn't really know how to deal with it. It's very frustrating. Hope we can talk soon. So I'm going to go ahead and bring you in right now. Hello, you're on the air. Dwayne, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing today? Well, considering. Good. This is my... <laughs> my third time calling i didn't sleep so well last night so yeah you know i've been through the ringer with this woman you know she's got um her lawyer represents has represented donald trump jr and robert de niro and you know she's obviously got a lot of money and i i don't have that you know so when you add in the money and then some of the bias towards the moms and then you add in the narcissism and the ability to lie and she's also a doctor I mean, I've told you about this before, and your you, your reaction was, "Yeah, that's that's really bad." And so we're back in court. Um, you know, she basically for COVID, she left town. I, I live in New York City. She left town for three months and uh, to Massachusetts to get away from COVID. But you know, and now she's saying, "You know, I didn't try to see the kids when it's complete lies." She said, "I couldn't see them unless." tested positive that's just one example of many lies in there um and she's also trying to get me to pay for her attorney's fees which are already racked up to fourteen thousand dollars on this little motion um and my lawyer just doesn't know what to do he that he you know he's the courts the, these lawyers i mean this is the advice i've gotten for years now don't confront the lies don't confront the lies because they don't know how to deal with it and you know, they just tell you that you got to deal with this issue or that. And then in the meantime, you come into court and the judge says, well, this is about credibility. And the judge starts coming after you, especially when they are leaning yeah. towards the attorney. I mean, the reason these attorneys make so much money is because not because they're brilliant, because they're there. It's political because the judges favor them. Yeah. You know, you see it in any of the documentaries like the horse court. So anyway, so that's the situation I can go on and on, but it basically sucks. And, um, would love to hear your thoughts. Did you call the motion or did they? I mean, is this, did you bring it back to court or did your ex? I did. Yeah, I started it because yeah. I hadn't seen the kids for three months. And then she came back to New York City for a week and said, I'm leaving again. And we said no. So we tried to put, we put a temporary restraining order so she couldn't leave New York until we set the summer schedule. They were supposed to have camp, which got canceled. Yeah. So at that point, if we split the time outside of camp in the summer, so that would mean 
you would imply I get half the time for the summer. But, you know, she decided she was the camp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, isn't and it amazing? the judge didn't <laughs> even honor the TRO. See, Sorry, the, go ahead. No, I mean, it's, it's just amazing how whatever it is they want to do makes sense. Like you said, the camp thing, it's like, oh, well, they're going to, you know, I'm taking care of it now. It's not, it's, it's just, they have such a weird view on it. Well, the, you know, not, not addressing, see, I, I, I guess I kind of understand maybe them saying, you know, well, and okay. I kind of understand some people saying, well, don't, you know, duress every lie because then what happens is it derails you from what you're trying to, to accomplish. Right. So if you spend all the time, uh, talking about, how she's a liar, then they could be thinking, well, you're never going to get a chance to even talk about what you're there for because it's going to be this complete, you know, crap show, so to speak, and uh, just derail everything. The, the problem is, is that you have to, fo- I mean, I guess what I would say is, you know, it, whenever they're lying about stuff, you know, it's like, well, you didn't want to have c- contact with the kids. Your Honor, here's my, you know, here's the call list of all the communication where my client was trying to exercise visitation. We understand it's COVID-19. We understand that that puts a wrinkle into it. However, you know, you just can't leave the, cause I'm assuming when she left, she also severed contact, right? You probably didn't have phone calls or video calls or anything. I mean, that's typically what I happened. Had some phone, I mean, it was, the phone calls was a major, sorry, the, the phone calls were a major issue. Uh, but I had some phone calls, but I went on, there were some weeks where I averaged just one call a week after trying literally every single day repeatedly. And I realized it was stressing the kids out. So I stopped calling them so frequently and I just would call her to try to get contact. But yeah, it was really bad. Yeah. I mean, and, and it, what you're talking about is one of those classic double binds. It's like you, you're every, you're screwed no matter which way you go. Right. You push it and it creates a problem. You take yeah. it to court and it turns into a nuclear war. You you don't do anything and then they say you don't care about the kids. I mean, it's like you get stuck in this mode Completely. where, yeah. I mean, and honestly, taking the you know taking an, an completely. And my lawyer last night, I was like, "What should I have done? Should I have done nothing?" Well, it's like you know, it seems like should I just let her? He's like, "No, you can't let her do that either because then she's just going to keep doing whatever she wants." So I take her to court. And now she's, she tells them I have to pay $14,000. They call me the liar and they, they line up all these things calling me a liar, you know, and trying to say all the things in the past were lies. When it was, it was all her lie. And she's clearly a narcissist. I know we don't diagnose people on the show, but you know, she's, she's a, she's a physician that shows up on TV and you know, she, she, she eats up, you know, she's constantly telling people she's a doctor and that she's got this profile and it's just, you know, it, well, and then she's going to, and, and then since she has this, yeah. And she has this large facade, I mean, public image. So she can't have you going out there exposing her. I was trying to think of the right way to say that, but you know, showing the truth and having people believe you. So I'm, you know, so in that regard, it's like the smear campaign on a thousand percent. Now, now here's the thing. I just want to, I want to, if you don't mind, I want to back up for a moment where, you know, when you were asking the attorney on, on what to do and I mean, cause see here, here's the, the, this is the process that I've seen most of the time with people who go through this, right? You know, something happens and you have to do something right. And, and you do something like go back yeah. to court or whatever. And then after a while you realize, okay, this is, you know, this isn't working. I mean, this is, this is. You know, it's like you, you have to almost do a post postmortem and say, okay, was it really worth it? And what ultimately ends up, and this is kind of what happened with me, not, not in the scale that you went through, but, it, but at one point you just have to decide, okay, what's worth fighting, right? And, and this COVID thing is a, is a disaster because it completely, it, it's like a, it, I mean, our situations are already a colossal yeah. Charlie Foxtrot. I mean, right. it, it, they're bad. Exactly. Right. Well, I had, I had missed half of my time three covid i had missed i missed half of my time for the three months before covid um she was smacking my son around and that led to an acs investigation because i didn't know about mandated reporting and i had inadvertently talked to a counselor about it who reported it right she was hitting him because i know she the the way he described it to me was very real i even had a recording which my lawyer told me not to use in court 
or not to not to play for the investigators. But next thing you know, she covers it up. She she, yeah. she recruited my daughter for a cover story. My son never repeated the stories he told me, which were very vivid and detailed. Three separate stories of her hitting him, and she so she punished me for the investigation after that by withholding them for months. So this isn't even, I mean, COVID. Yeah. Just like you said, it's just, it's just an opportunity. These people do whatever they can. My situation was horrible even before COVID. Yeah. I mean, your so your best course of action on that would be just to, you know, just your best course of action would be to have your attorney just focus on those specific details. It's like, look, we are here because the court, the visitation isn't being followed and it's being interfered with. We don't really right. care about all this other crap. All you know, right. and that's what he's going to do. He's, he's now, and my and the, challenge is the lawyer. My lawyer yeah. is working at a deep discount too, and so like I just hired this other woman to consult to us for like I just think gave her ten grand last oh, night, ouch. and my lawyer's like that's not going to be effective. Her, she's effective because she has clout with the with the judge. She has more clout than me. You should just hire her. I'm like I can't afford her. You know, my, my lawyer is really talented. He's like an NYU grad, really smart. Yeah. Doesn't really have the disposition of a divorce attorney because, you know, you have to have a certain temperament. But he's very yeah. smart and he knows the law very well. And, well, um, yeah. you know, so he, he, he's, he's from a so I can't complain about that, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's, really it's me. and the sad part about it, and as you, we all know, I mean, family court, unfortunately, is a completely different animal from civil court and you know, the rules are just bizarre. Now there are rules, right? I mean, there are laws and, and but what typically happens is you're well aware. And I'm sure everyone else is too, is that for some crazy reason, uh, most people don't appeal things in family court and judges have a tendency to just kind of get away with whatever they feel. And based on their own opinion, I mean, if your attorney is willing to fight the fight to where if the, a bad judgment is made, to appeal it on the basis of law, then you probably have. He said that he thinks the judge will rule against me, and he he thinks he would appeal it because okay. just because it's so screwed up. See, and, and, and he said that last night well, because basically we have a we have a parenting coordinator. I don't know, you're familiar with the parenting coordinator role. Yeah. Yes, I am. So, and how is that going? Did, did I lose you? Uh oh. The parenting coordinator. Every every third party we've worked with has turned against me either because like the attorney for the children or something, something called sometimes called the attorney on litem is um, completely on her side. She was selected by her attorney. The forensic who was selected by us turned against me because, you know, she's just such a good liar and she repeats herself over. It's like, even in the affidavit that I read last night, it's the same lies over and over and over and over again through different angles. It's like, like how you know I, I, how do how are people even capable of lying this much? It's just shocking. Like, and I've known her for years, and it just doesn't. It never ceases to amaze me how how much she could lie. It's like you know, it's like they they come from a different planet. These people. Well, and then you take somebody who's highly successful. I mean, obviously your your ex is a very intelligent person. You you combine you combine that with this evilness and it's a horrible mix i mean you, you, frank you're backed into a corner you know i mean you really have to do something uh but you know i mean and the no, thing- i have to you know what i i mean i'm just sort of at the point i've been through so much i mean i used to wake up with panic attacks and now i'm it doesn't affect me the way it used to good you know i've been dealing with my anxiety i've learned a lot about mindfulness and you know a lot of self-help stuff that's help me. I mean, yeah. I have a whole philosophy that I've developed. And I'm actually, I have a great job. I make good money. I just don't have the money she has, Yeah, you know? And, um, I mean, I have a decent life. I mean, I, my kids love me. They're confused as hell. Oh, of course. But they love me by her, but they love me. Uh, and you know what, man? And that's, that's the you main know, thing. I made it really, right? I made it really careful. Sorry, go ahead. I keep talking over you. Go ahead. No, no, that's fine. I was just going to say that's the, I mean, that really is the key. You know, it's like with everything going on, is as long as they're not able to, to sink in the parental alienation and really try to undermine, I mean, they're going to try, right? I mean, she, I'm sure she's trying to undermine your relationship They've with tried. the kids. Oh, my son, two summers in a row, didn't want to spend time with me when his sister was at camp. And yeah. the excuse was that, oh, well, he misses his sister. He doesn't want to see you. Like, that didn't make any sense. Right. You know, and I actually had supervised visitation at the time, right in front of the supervisor. 
you know, my son said, you know, she told, she told me, well, he said he didn't want to go. And she, and he goes, no, I never said that. He goes, yeah, you said you didn't. And she goes, you're a liar right in front of the CFS, but it never made it into the report. You know, so it's really clear that she is manipulating him and trying to alienate. And I don't know. There's so many different forms of alienation. You know, I, I think oh, yeah. the whole term is empty because like sometimes kids can just reject you and yeah. they don't necessarily have to say you're bad you know, to totally turn on you. They just might reject you because it's easier. And I think yeah. that's a form of parental alienation because if you're not oh, seeing absolutely. your kids because they don't want to see you, but they don't beat even the parent alienation people. I've even talked to Amy Baker. They don't define it that way. They define it as the kid has to say, you know, I hate you or something. And it, it just doesn't always work that way. It's wow. See, that's well, and that's not good because for people, I mean, I get yeah, very back clever. Up. I mean, she's very clever. My ex. She's, yeah. Well, yeah. and I would just, just to go back on that just for, cause I know there's a lot of people who deal with that. And the, the problem I have with, 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 you know, them having to, it's like, okay, the child has to follow this specific pattern and then it's that, well, that doesn't address the covert sadistic manipulation that's happening to where it is subtle. Right. I mean, I, there's so many people in, in your situation. Well, right, you I, can't prove that. You can't. It, it's it's a it's a really tough. Situ- well, it's a horrific situation because it's so freaking subversive that there's it's not cut and dry. Now, the cut and dry stuff's easy. Right. I mean, if it's like, yeah. I, you know, I hate you. I never want to see you again. Right. I you wish, know? Yeah. I wish she told him I was horrible. And then he somebody, his psychologist could quote him saying that daddy is evil. Like, obviously, he would have gotten that but right. it's more subtle. There's so many subtle things they can do. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's just draining. And what I will say, I mean, I saw Caleb's uh, leverage. Yeah, there's so many angles to this point. It's so hard. You know, at the end of the day, you know, you, you learn about mindfulness, you learn mm -hmm. about living in the moment. Yeah. You know, that's what you have. You have moments, moment to moment. You have your moment with your children. I still see them. I have a phone call. I have my moment with my work, which I enjoy. Mm -hmm. You know, I have my friends. I have. You know, I have my physical health. I take care of myself. You know, you you find you still find your happiness and peace in life, and that's all you can do while you deal with this madness. And and man, that what you just said right there—that's that's the critical point on this. Because until you get to what you just said, that this drives you crazy, and it could destroy you. I mean, it's yeah, it's. It, it used to. I thought I was going to lose it at first. Yeah. When this, I had a panic attack. I ended up in the hospital. I thought I had a heart attack. And I realized that I was just, you know, letting it get to me. And I didn't have any of the tools. And I've really developed a lot of tools over the last four years of dealing with this crap. Yeah, it's amazing to think back on I'm stronger in a lot of ways. I'm actually oh, a yeah. better employee. I'm better at work with my clients. I'm better with my employees. You know, I'm I'm just a stronger person overall i'm better socially i mean i've always been a pretty outgoing person but i i'm more aware of my own faults now and i'm just more aware of who other people are and and being in the moment and connecting with people and um you know it's forced me to be that way (laughs) just yeah (laughs) yeah it's it's not that we chose to do this it's forced i mean the only like you just said though it's what's weird is is on the other side of it you realize things change I mean, you're still stuck with this toxic person who's really trying to negatively affect your life, your kid's life. But at the but at the same time, it it alters our lives to make it make ends up making it better in a lot of ways. I mean, it's weird to say that, right? We're talking about this crappy situation, but there is some good that would have never happened had this happened, right? I mean, if you were still in the dark, still blinded no, I, by everything, I say that all the time. And it's so good if you could, if you can have that sort of silver lining. Yeah. Um, playbook or whatever that movie was oh, yeah, lining yeah. attitude because there is you learn a lot if you let yourself you, you take a growth mindset you really and it sounds like bullshit sometimes in the middle of it but yeah it does it's true totally. it really is but i have a i have a 9 30 i'm on the east coast i have a 9 30 uh work call and i know you're starting your day there and uh, i'm going to try to set up a, a, a consulting call with you Dwayne. okay yeah awesome um well thanks for calling Frank, right. and we'll talk we'll chat soon all right, thanks. All right, so, you know, just yet another example of how how vindictive and 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 uh you know, I don't know what the destructive 
a toxic ex can be. Then you, you, you enable them with money, and if they have above-average intelligence who, who makes them even more vindictive and, and whatever, and it's like no matter what you do, there, there's a – well, there's always double binds. No matter what you're dealing with, what, whatever type of person, whatever type of toxic ex you have, always going to be double binds. And then depending on their capability will determine how much of an extreme they will take it to. Hard part is, is that, you know, a lot of people have asked me over the years, you know, it's like, you know, well, what do I do about this, this, you know, whatever. They'll come up with a scenario and it's like, mm, you know, is that really important? Is it really worth fighting? You know, you really have to take, take a step back and say what, you know, the cost to your peace, is it worth it? But then when you take situations like this where you're being denied access to your kids and you're not even able to see them and they're violating the court order and they're just playing games, you know, yeah, you could turn around and say, okay, they're playing games. I'm going to just deal with it and not go to court because you can't afford it or whatever the thing is. The The problem is with a toxic person, a, a lot of times it's just like a pressure point. It's like, well, how much can I push to see if I can break, like in this situation, Frank? And if you, it's, it's one of those things where if you don't do anything, there's a high po- probability that they'll just continue to push and push and push. And, and then unfortunately, a lot of times the only thing that really stops that, and this is kind of what happened in my case is when your kids get old enough to say, no, no, I mean, I want to see, I want to see dad or I want to see my mom. I mean, this is, you know, if they get to that point, if uh, they get so brainwashed, indoctrinated, or just living in fear, realizing it just isn't worth it. I mean, you know, my other parent makes it such a Charlie Foxtrot to, to, dis, to when I want to do this, do you just, sometimes kids just say, okay, you know, okay, never mind. Yeah, no, I hate dad. I don't want to see him. I want to stay with you all the time. Oh, let's, you know, whatever. And they just, they, they find a way to just survive in the moment. The, the key on this, is how are the kids with you when you ultimately do get to see them? If they love you, if they are affectionate with you, that's really the key. If you have that bond and it hasn't been undermined, then you really are, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You are really, you're, you're I want to say winning, but it, it, it doesn't feel like winning in this. But I mean, that's the thing. It's like focus on what's important. If it's like, okay, I want to be, in my kid's life, I want to be a dad. I want to be a mom. And it's, and that's being interfered with. It's like, all right, first thing is, okay, trying to find some way to have some reoccurring connection with them, whatever it is. If it's 50-50, every other weekend, you know, one weekend a month, supervised visitation, whatever the heck it is, it's like, okay, how do I make sure that I have that moment with my kid to where we can just communicate and have a bond and have a connection. And if you can do that and they're not lashing out at you and saying they hate you um, and things along those lines, when you have those moments, if you have decent moments, then you're doing okay. Even, and and even if a child is like, Oh, I I don't want to come this weekend or I want to do whatever. I have other things going on. There's, you know, I mean, as kids grow up, they have other things they want to do, which makes it really tough. I mean, we, we're like, I mean, I, I have 50-50 now, so, and I've had it for a while. So, I mean, I'm not quite in that mode, but, at the, but, at the, but in the beginning part of it, whenever it was like, uh, we're going to move out of state, the kids are going to leave. At the time, you know, I had a, uh, I was, you know, I was relegated to weekend, every other weekend. You know, I mean, it was frustrating. It was like, I don't get to see the kids hardly at all. I don't get to talk to them because they won't call me. I can't call them. They won't respond. And then whenever they would come over, they're constantly, you know, grabbing their device and texting their mom. And it's like, oh my God, I get like a moment. Can I even get that? And they try to interfere with everything. And if I would have understood all this, I would have realized that when the kids were with me, we had a good time, things were going good. And I could have been like, you know what? They need to text their mom to save their own lives, right? To, To save their own sanity, and that's okay. It's not great. It's not right. But I get it. And the reality is, is that when they're with me, you know, and it's just us, 
and there's no one else around to that they have to be worried about seeing, then everything's fine. The problem is, guys, let me just say this before I move off, off of this topic. The problem is you, get, you tend to get so stressed and anxious as a result of all this, your kids see it and feel it, then they start feeling, you know, it, it starts eroding your relationship. And if you don't stop yourself in that mode and take a breath and then focus on just building the relationship with your kids, you'll undermine it yourself. I was really, I was on my way doing that. And it's, it's, a, it's another sadistic thing that a toxic ex can do, narcissistic ex can do, where they just, they use your weaknesses effectively against you to get you to undermine your own relationship with your kids. There's a button on this thing I want to try. I don't know if it does anything. There's a marker button. I don't know what it does. Now, I missed a ton of what you guys were talking about in the chat, and, and, I, and I apologize. Maybe, uh, maybe if there's something significant, um, maybe Debbie will give me a heads up. Uh, it, the other thing is if there's something that I missed that somebody really wants me to see, you can do a, uh, a super chat and it'll highlight it and it makes it really easy to see. And it actually puts a, a, a timer and all kinds, not a timer, but it, it, it highlights it really well. So I'm just kind of, it looks like there's some conversations going on in the comments. Oh, the other thing I want to mention since we're talking about conversations is, uh, DSC does have a discord. D- is that weird? I feel like I'm talking about myself in the third person. Dwayne has a... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, I have a Discord server uh, that uh, you can get to... Where is it at? Uh, let me pull up the YouTube page. If you go to the main page, the Dead Surviving Divorce page up on the banner, there's a little icon there for an invite. Hit it once. Don't keep hitting it to get into it that way. Um, then once you get in and you load Discord, um, just open Discord either in the app or just go to the Discord dot whatever the heck it is dot com dot org. I can't remember. Um, and then you can log in from there. And uh, it's a semi-private, uh, what you might call it, system for um, uh, for with a bunch of different topics for people to talk to. So if and what I will say. Outstanding little community. It's not big, but uh, there's some really good folks in there. And if you're if you're really looking to heal and you're trying to find people to help you get out of where you're at to get to where you're going, uh, it's a pretty good pretty good place for that. Thing I just need to add on that is if you do jump into that, just make sure that you direct message me. Um, sometimes a little automatic welcome thing says, you know, greetings, welcome, you know, Bill. Uh, make sure that you send, uh, DM me and it'll put my name. Sometimes it'll put my name on there. Sometimes it doesn't. I have no idea why. It makes zero sense why it does that. Uh, but if you just send a note saying, and, and that's kind of like my my barrier for entry. If you go in, you'll get into the public forum. You won't be able to see any of the other stuff. Whenever you basically reach out and say, hey, hey, Dwayne, found you off your YouTube page. I really want to be a part of this. Uh, my, you may have seen me in the comments on YouTube as, you know, whatever your, your name is. And, uh, then I'll add, add you in. Um, it's my little, little tiny bit of positive confirmation to where if you don't do that, if you're not willing to do that, then I won't, I, I won't let you in. So, you know, you, there are some people who they sign up, they get into it and they never do anything. And I'm like, okay, you know, the, the reason is, is I don't, I want to try to limit trolls or toxic people getting into it and that's my little way of of trying to accommodate that the phone lines are open you can call in at 1-424-373-5483 1-424-DSD live or via the web at www.callinstudio.com slash show slash DSD live and it's also in the show notes and the video description if you're watching this on YouTube the other thing I want to mention as I am one thing I've noticed, which is really weird, I remember back in the day when I used to do live streams a lot. If it was under an hour, it would process really quick and become available. Now, that's not why I'm doing an hour on this show. I mean, it's because this is the one slot, time slot that I have to uh, to really be able to to try to do this show. 
But what I've noticed lately, and YouTube is always going through iterations on, on this, is that it takes forever for it to process the show. It takes about, I actually, I think probably 16 hours, maybe it was insane how long it's taking these shows to process, to become public again. So I, you probably have seen me play around with pulling little clips out of the live stream and making, making them standalone videos. And, and, uh, I did that yet. I ha I've worked on that yesterday. I have two clips that I'm pulling out from yesterday's show that I'll be dropping later today. And I think that might be the way I'm going to try to do to deal with this is see if I can do this, you know, do the show, make the podcast. So it's the whole show will be available there and then pull out the segments so that it's like the Joe Rogan thing, you know, where they has a two hour podcast, but then certain topics within the conversation, they'll pull out and make standalone videos. Tim pool, uh, IRL. He does that as well. I don't know if you know who he is. You guys all probably know who Rogan is. Um, but, uh, so I'm going to try that to see, see how that works. Um, you know, my, my goal or hope would be to ultimately still do the standalone videos, but I'm also kind of realizing that, you know, maybe that's too much, you know, not too much, but you know, if we have a discussion point that happens, see, cause normally what I would do is you guys would say something to me or I'd read a comment or I'd get an email and I'm like, okay, that's a topic, but we're kind of doing that in real time. So figuring out how, how this whole thing, trying to just figure out how this whole thing is gonna, gonna play out and work. Oh my gosh. It's like 642. It's time is flying by. Oh, the wise chat master says, this is a technical issue, but I'll read it anyways. It says, what about record an OBS and then upload after it? Actually, I'm not using OBS anymore. I'm using Ecamm live and it, and that's actually how I'm making the clips. So I, this thing, this thing is actually recording in real time, both audio and video. And then as soon as I hit done, that video file is available to me. And that's what I've been editing. Uh, the only reason I didn't want to do that, the wise chat master is because, <coughs> shoot, excuse me, it, uh, clobbers all the stats for the, for the thing. So it comes up and it loads as a whole new video and nobody's going to watch an hour long video, at least of mine. They don't do it right. I mean, my, 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 uh, Retention and engagement on live streams and, and super long videos is incredibly low. So that has a tendency. I did that earlier in the week just because somebody had asked me to make, a, make an edit. So I was able to do it. But, but uh, I don't know. I think the standalone, I think the, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure that out. But thanks, but thanks for the idea because if I hadn't thought about it, I would do it. But I'm kind of doing the same thing. Um, and the only reason I'm using this other Ecamm Live is it, it I'm on a Mac and it, seamlessly kind of integrates with Skype. So if I was to bring someone on and I'm really planning on trying to do that this week, maybe tomorrow, once we're done with this show, I'm going to try to reach out to a couple of people and see if they'd be willing to uh, co-host, so to speak. Um, not sure if we, if how that, I don't know. I'm just going to test that out and see how that works, but that's kind of the reason why I'm using that. And uh, I was just having problems with OBS before. Uh, oh darn, the person who was calling in hung up. What a bummer. Dang, I was I was burning time for the for the, the the auto screener to work. Oh, but however, what I will say on that for people who are thinking about calling in at one four two four three seven three five four eight three is, I don't have a real screener yet. We might we might have a person answering the phone, and uh, since I ha the only barrier of entry is the automated system, which basically says, you know, hey, what do you want to do? And, uh, or not, what do you want to do? It's like, what do you want to talk about? If you put something in there and it's like, oh, okay, I can see what the topic is. And then it's like, all right, you know, this person might be safe. You know, the, the likelihood that somebody's in a, well, like we had at the first, what the first week we are, maybe it was a test one, but I had one where uh, it, it sounded like a 13 year old kid just got recommended the stream, jumped on it, called in just because why not? And had no idea. Now that's not bad, right? I mean, now, but if you get a troll or something like that, that could be a little more, a little more complicated. Oh, hey, well, so I'm going to, okay. 
So GA says, I would call again soon, but it costs a lot, 55 pounds. Yeah, international calling is bad. And here, here's the thing. I do have the ability, well, two things. If this grew and it made enough money to where I could pay for it, I can add phone lines in different countries. It's an option right on the thing. It's like, do you want a phone number in the UK, Australia, Africa? I mean, I can do that. The problem is, is the costs start really going up. And this is already not really a moneymaker. You know what I mean? However, what you can do, let me see if I can, if, if, uh, if you, if you, if you go, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll, I'm going to try to show this. And what I'm doing for people listening is I'm just going to my web browser and I'm typing HTTPS colon, colon, slash, slash, www, call in studio.com slash show slash DSD live. If you do that on your browser, you can connect into it and use your phone, use your computer or use your, your mobile device using the, the web interface to connect in and it won't cost you anything. It'll cost, I mean, it still costs me whenever you connect in, they charge me the per second cost of it, but that's a way for anybody anywhere. I mean, even if you're in the United States and you don't want to use your phone number, you can do it this way. We've had a few people who've used it. So GA that might work for you. Uh, I would definitely try it. And then, yeah, but for guys, for people who are international, it's super, I mean, unless you have international calling plan, don't, don't do it. It's just, I don't, I don't want you to lose a ton of money. It's just, that's, that's not exactly what, uh, what I would, would hope for. Speaking of callers, I have somebody who's being, who is being screened right now by the automated system. And, uh, we'll check that in a second. Oh, I see people trying to, uh, okay, I can't really troubleshoot that. Uh, as soon as this thing finishes the screening thing, I'll pull them in. I'm just looking around at some of the comments. Um, and it's, it's hard for me sometimes to figure out who's saying what. Okay. And I, all right, I'll grab Albert. Hello, you're on the show. Hello, Dwayne. Good morning, my friend. How are you doing? I'm doing extremely well. Thank you very much. So, what did you want to What did you want to chat about this morning? What I want to chat about is first, thank you to you uh, for this two and a half years that I have been following you. Uh, you you got to me. Thank you very much. You make my life so much easier. So much. Thank you, Wayne. You're very welcome. What I want to chat about this morning, absolutely. What I want to chat about this morning is the last part of this of this voyage that I'm going through right now. That's called divorce. Mm-hmm. That today I think that was so much simple. It is contempt to uh, to court. What I have been done, Wayne. I think that I mentioned to you is I did abandon my lawyer because it was not working and mm-hmm. it was costing a lot of money. And I start filing myself. I go into Broward Court over here because I am in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Mm-hmm. And I file my own contempt to court myself. It's something very simple. And two, three days later, the judge's assistant called me and she set, uh, and she set up the meeting. And it's exactly the same step that a, judge, that a lawyer would take. And I have been very successful in doing that. Because Good for you. I'm no longer having all the legal costs. Yet. Right, right. So that's what I want to talk today and just show everyone that sometimes, yes, I'm not here to give any legal advice. My parents are lawyers. I'm not a lawyer. But what I'm here to show you is if you don't have the money for a lawyer, sometimes it's something simple that you can just that is already on your settlement. Whatever is in your settlement already for divorce, that's what's valid. So the judge is going to follow that. Right. If your ex, if your ex has not done something that is in the settlement, you don't need a lawyer many times to address that. You just go into the court online and just file a contempt. And yeah. It's as simple as that. In a week or two, you're going to have a, a online hearing and the judge decides everything right there. It's 
sinkhole. Yeah, and I and I think you bring Albert, you bring up an outstanding point that I think sometimes people think, well, if I don't have an attorney and I can't pay for it, then I just lose and I have to just agree with whatever. And I mean, it's it's incredibly stressful to to do self representation. But I would say if you're in that mode or you're in that situation where it's like you're, you're looking at it going, well, I can either go bankrupt or I'm going bankrupt because I've been just destroyed by attorneys and the fees and everything or, you know, and then and go bankrupt and give up or just stop. I mean, I often talk about Alex Falcone, who was kind of in that. Well, not kind of. He was in that mode, didn't have the resources to hire an attorney and ended up representing himself. And ultimately was able, after eight years of dealing with that, I mean, he learned a lot, right? I mean, you know, trial by fire, so to speak, but was able to be successful. And now the thing is you have to be, you have to understand that you're going to, they're going to try to provoke you. You're going to try to use your inexperience to help you make, you know, make mistakes, but uh, it's absolutely doable. And, and I'm, it's good to hear that you're, you're going down that path and seeing some success and, uh, you know, and, and now it's not wiping you out financially in the process. Exactly. Yeah. And the second, uh, the second thing that I want to bring up, uh, Dwayne, is no contact. I yeah. always hear about you talking about it. Mm-hmm. And the last, in May, I brought it up in court. My ex-wife had a lawyer. I did not have a lawyer in court for the last time. The lawyer was, his, her lawyer was not doing anything. Uh, and I told exactly that to, I did listen to one of the shows and I requested no contact. Dwayne, that was the best thing that ever happened in my divorce. When you request no contact, the judge gives it to you immediately. And once the no contact became life the next day, that was the best thing in my life. I never more had to worry about the drama. That's it a- was it. I hadn't, I mean, that, and that's kind of an, an, a different way of taking it, right? Cause it's not a restraining order, but it's, if, if the person, was, yeah. mm-hmm. if the judge orders your ex to leave you alone, then if they start harassing you or using method all, you know, methods to communicate that aren't approved, then they're setting themselves up. That was a smooth move. Albert, I like that. Good for you, man. Yeah. yeah I learned a lot from you guys. <laughs> I'm every day listening to you. You know that. Yeah, I know. You're always in the comments and supporting. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, And it's always like that. Uh, Listen, learn, have the patience. We're all going to go through the same thing. I don't know who wrote a book to to these exes for them to go crazy, but they follow a logic. That's what I learned about it. Yes, they do. All my friends that go to divorce. Yep. They, all my other friends that are going through divorce, it kind of goes exactly through the same thing. Isn't it insane? They am being able to kind of guide them. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is insane. See, you just brought yeah. up an outstanding point that's always been my hope, right? I mean, you know, even if someone doesn't decide to do this crazy thing that I'm doing, but if you learn about this and then you have your friend, you know, cohort, whatever, you have somebody in your in your personal circle that's going through it and then... I mean, to have somebody who understands it and gets it at this level to be in your corner, I mean, literally in your corner, not fit, you know, not, not online or whatever, but you know, somebody that you can go have a coffee with and have a conversation with and that you can explain to them. Oh my God, man, what a tremendous resource they have. So that's, that's yeah. outstanding. And thank God I have you. That's my resource. <laughs> you have been my resource for the longest time. We're, we're, we're building a, we're building a tribe. We're building an army to help defeat this. Anyways. Hey, we Albert, are. thank, thank you so much for sharing that. Results. Thank you, Dwayne. Have a good day. Absolutely, my friend. So these two things, have a yeah. nice day. Bye. You too. That's cool. I, I think I have a, 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 a moment to do the next caller before we run out. I've noticed and Debbie and I have been talking about this, that, that the caller seemed to show up the, the second half of the, uh, of the show. So I'm going to try to grab uh, 865. It says, Double Binds, Double Binds, and my name is Jack. Welcome to the show. Hey, Dwayne. How's it going? It's going okay. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, just want to let you know that I, I'm enjoying the lives. That's 
Well, thank I've you. Appreciate it. Talk to you. Oh, uh, awesome. And let you know that, I mean, you have really changed my life. I mean, for the best. I'm glad to hear um, it. What I'm kind of dealing with right now is my relationship with my daughter's gotten amazing. Awesome. Okay. But she's in, she's in competitive cheerleading and with the COVID thing, you know, money's kind of tight, but the competitive cheerleading also takes time away from me. So essentially I'm left kind of funding not seeing my daughter, you know? Yeah. But if I don't, if I don't, you know, then she can also use that against me as well. Well, your ex, your ex is going to, no matter what you do, your ex is going to use whatever, whatever against you. Here's the thing. As our kids get older and they start doing other things that are important to them, and this is how I, I start to approach things now. I look at it and it's like, I don't look at it as like, okay, how does this benefit the ex? It's like, all right, is this the right decision for my, my kid? Now, fortunately, I've been in a situation where I can participate in the sports and stuff like that uh, for the most part. But uh, I, I think the thing is, is if you are missing time, now, now, obviously, let me just back up. I mean, if you can go to the events and be, be a spectator, even if you don't get to sit with them, if your daughter w- w- would like that, that's, that's cool. But I think the thing is, is if you had a conversation with your, your daughter and say, hey, you know, I, I know this is super important to you. I still really want to see you. But, you know, I also want to support this. Now, obviously, in a, in a normal situation, you'd be able to communicate with your ex and somehow just move things around. It's like, hey, you know what? You got these things during this period of time, so you have a lot of time with it, so we'll do makeup time. The, the reality is with yeah. a to- toxic narcissistic ex, that ain't ever going to happen because they don't work that way. They'll, they'll yeah. just, it'll make it a, a tragedy. But focus on the fact that you have a good relationship with your daughter. That is the key. I've been talking about that a lot during this particular show. And although you're missing out on time, it's, you know, I mean, it's kind of as kids get older, typically that's what happens. I mean, there's so many people who call in and it's like, well, it's my weekend for the kids, but they have some other event, so they don't want to come over. And you can try to compromise and say, oh, you know, I'll take you or whatever. But at the end of the day, that doesn't mean that you're being rejected. You know, I mean, does it mean that your ex is going to say that you're a scummy person? Yeah. But it doesn't matter if if no, you yeah. showed up, it would be like, oh, can you see how awesome, how horrible it is that scummy person showed up? You know, he's a fake. He doesn't even care, right? It doesn't matter. It's it, no matter what you do, it's not going to be good enough. Focus on your on your child. Focus on the relationship with them. As long as they are good, and you're you know you have that connection with them, then a lot of this other stuff. It's not that it's irrelevant because it's not fair, right? It's not fair that you're not able to participate and and stuff like that. But uh, uh, just try to focus on that. I, I hate the fact that you called late because it really we're, we're like we're like down to the last few, you know minute yeah. and a half yeah, of it. So I would I would definitely give more time if you want. Call in again tomorrow, or uh, we can continue this, okay. or leave yeah. me a voicemail. Go to the website and uh, uh, leave a voicemail thing, and I can use that to start tomorrow's show. All right. That's good. Yeah, that sounds good. All right. I hope that was helpful. Sorry uh, that was and, quick. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's fine. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you for everything. I mean, hang in there, man. It's this. This is tough, but it yeah. it does get better, even though it feels like it won't a lot of times. Well, I appreciate you taking the call. Thanks, thanks, man. All right. Yep. I'll just just to add on to that before before I start to. I mean, I'm really running. My goal is to stop this on time. Uh, always the the basis is how it the goal right the 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 war solution how is it going if you're if you still have a good relationship with your kids that is the key and on that man that hour flew by i appreciate you guys hanging out with me on this tuesday and for the people who called in for the people who are listening late uh like i mentioned like ga had mentioned earlier Uh, calling internationally is not a good idea. Use the other systems to do that. Uh, If if for some reason it seems complicated, drop me a line and I can try to figure that out. But I appreciate you guys hanging out. Have a great rest of your day and we'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.